Hello and welcome to another episode of History of the MCU, the podcast that covers everything and anything MCU related. I'm one of your hosts, Jake, but you probably know me as Lord Anarchy or Lord of Thunder. And I am Jenny, the Blood Queen, a witch of another ilk. Welcome to a little mini, mini treat for you. We actually don't have a whole lot of news this week, so we actually took a fielded a lot of questions out of this will be a little more of get to know Jake and Jenny type of episode. Uh, So I hope you all enjoy that. I wanted to kick this off just hearkening back to the last episode. I spoke really casually about a a little thing called chaos magic, and I didn't mean to be so blasé about it. So believe what you will, magic, it's like astrology, right? Put whatever stock in it you want. And I think it's one of those things also where if you choose to believe in it, maybe you will then also see results. So it's one of those kinds of things. But Keeping that in mind, magical thinking and practice can be powerful and it can get dangerous. So it's like any energy practice because that's what it boils down to. I personally have chosen to take a positive route with practice. So it's basically just focused manifestation meditation, just focused on positive results for myself or people I care about who might have asked me to try to put out some good vibes, essentially. I always love good vibes. Right. I I mean, what could be bad about that? There's nothing bad about positive manifestation. Consent comes into play, too. So I had a friend jokingly reach out to me and say, like, oh, shit, when I when I because they kind of went through the ringer like everybody else did in 2020. And I was like, I didn't hex you. What the fuck? Like, (laughs) That's not my bad. Somebody hex. Somebody hexed the whole world. That was not Jenny, I promise. A bunch of baby TikTok witches hexed the fucking moon. <laughs> they like put a curse on the moon or some shit. I look at Google it. It was the thing. Oh my God. I'm like screaming. I need to turn my gain down on my mic. Sorry. My volume is going to be a little all over the place today. Um, but anyway, all I'm saying is even if you're looking to dabble, again, it's it's mostly just like manifestation meditation kind of stuff. But do your research. And I recommend you stay away from the dark side. I, I'm a novice. I don't know shit. I know magic as a concept is ridiculous, like I said. But if if you're trying to wish something bad on someone, I just feel like you have to be ready to receive it a hundredfold back in return. So... Don't fuck with that shit. Just put out good vibes. It's good and it works. If you just focus on good vibes, good stuff happens. So that's all I wanted to say about that. Switch and go to something a little more casual. We are, (laughs) it is, it is March. So that means it is time for MCU March Sadness. fuck is it March again? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) There are so many memes about March 2020 and March 2021. I posted three or four different ones. But we're over there on History of the MCU on the Twitter account. We've got the MCU March Sadness going on. This is going to, it's going to get real sad. We already had Cassie and Goose are facing off today. And that was the the sad matchup for the day. And a lot of people can't choose between the Flurkin and the soon-to-be Ant-Girl. I know she's probably going to be stature in the MCU, but I'm always going to call her Ant-Girl. And no one will ever stop me from that. But this will be going on all of March. We'll probably go into April some. 
We've got 128 contestants. The seating has been posted on History of the MCU. Can you talk a little bit more about the spirit of March Sadness for those who may be new to this? Because I I don't really even like I vote every year, but I don't. Yep. I don't really even know the origin or what it's about as well as I probably should. So it, it started if if you're in the ASWAF, the Song of Ice and Fire or Game of Thrones community, you've probably heard of a Song of Madness that they host over on Davos Fingers, a fantastic podcast that I recommend everybody check out if you're into those books or shows. Yes. And but the, they've it's been also doing, a great little Twitter community. Yeah, I, I love them so much. They're great guys. They've been doing March or excuse me, a Song of Madness since 2010, I believe. So they've been doing this for a while. Um, and it's, theirs is obviously based on the, the ASWAF community. So all of the characters from that, and you get to a point where you've got your favorite characters and they're all going against each other and everybody uses their own criteria to vote. It's the same with, with MCU March sadness. It's not who would win in a fight. You can literally use whatever, whatever criteria you want. We've got one of our friends that actually is participating in the March madness or the March sadness and the, a song of madness tournaments and for the a song of madness tournament she's using her criteria is which character would make a better avenger and then for the mcu march sadness she's doing which character would survive better in westeros so it's a lot of fun you you can use whatever criteria you want if you want to do who's the most powerful who would win in a fight that's fun but i find that real boring we've got 128 contestants so the first couple of rounds are not as dramatic but you will end up having to choose between characters that you really love but as we start to to whittle it down and get to the 32 16 the elite 8 and the final 4 you got to pick between your favorite characters um and it it gets real real it difficult gets hairy. yeah yeah tony has won the past two that i've done but i honestly think that wanda's going to end up winning this year after wandavision i honestly think she deserves this little bit of happiness i was glad <laughs> to see her as the number two seed she actually has two thousand more total votes than tony does and has like two thousand hillary situation like three thousand yes and <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she didn't actually get to be the number one seed because tony won last year so i thought that he deserved the one seed but i definitely think that wanda has a very very good chance to pull this one out um so yeah it, it's a whole lot of fun we do four matchups per day uh you come come over participate we've got a channel over on the discord too that's been a whole lot of fun the discord in general is just fantastic anytime i'm having a bad day the we're live on, on video in there right now yes Yes, we actually are. So, and this is one thing that we'll probably continue to do as we record our episodes, even our main episodes. We'll probably go ahead and do live streams in the Discord. So, again, I I definitely recommend come and hang out on Discord. It's such a good time. Anytime I'm having a bad day, the people in there don't fail to make me smile. Um, So, again, thank all of y'all that have come and support the podcast and that come and hang out with us. It's there's so much love and so much appreciation for y'all for that because. Jenny and I could, we would sit and talk about this stuff anyways, because Jenny and I are nerds and we fucking love it. But to have an audience and to build a community where people feel loved and respected is super important to us too. So I really do recommend coming and hanging out on Discord with us. It's a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Or even if you lurk, it's a um, good time. I'm I'm more of a lurker in a yeah, group chat. Yeah. I'm weird. I don't there say much, of, but I see everything. <laughs> we've got plenty of lurkers part, and y'all know that. off the rails and I miss it. But. <laughs> And and I think everyone here knows that I will literally talk to a brick wall about anything. So I'm constantly in the discord talking. My theories, I don't post as much on Twitter anymore. They're largely saved for the podcast. But if you do want to hear my thoughts, discord is a great place to hear a lot of them. 
Speaking of Discord, one of our friends, Aaron, wanted us to lament about the fact that the mailman is probably nobody in WandaVision. Yeah. He's actually just a, like a, a pizza delivery man or an Uber Eats driver. We really had big thoughts about the the mailman, that he might be Mephisto or Nightmare or Grim Reaper or any villain that we thought might show up in this show. The because wigs he was were making around. him cocky. <laughs> but he always looks so damn smug too yeah, and so i think that may just kind of be his cocky yeah, that's fair i mean you know i got the luscious lock so you know i get cocky sometimes too what are you <laughs> oh yeah jenny blonde right now and let me tell y'all oof oof she looking stunning as always but Thank but you. oh she switched it up today and i yo she posted the orange the orange wig on twitter the, the other wanda day. did the the Snapchat filter with it. Oh my God, Jenny, you killing the game. <laughs> the my, my, my sole response was just, bitch. <laughs> it's my favorite response. You and my, my girl, Arcadia, if you guys say bitch, I know I did something right. So that, oh, yes. that's my fave. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so speaking of the mailman, I just kind of wanted to like prepare some people with their expectations for the finale. Yes. We've talked about this in Discord a lot and I've talked about it on Twitter too. It's theory crafting is fantastic. It's my most favorite thing to do. Y'all know that I am right a whole lot of the times, but I end up being wrong as often as I am right. But when I'm wrong, I don't think that the show is bad because I was wrong. If if you go into this finale expecting Reed Richards to show up, expecting a huge mutant reveal, expecting Nightmare Mayor or Mephisto to have some kind of real bearing on the plot, you're you're setting yourself up for disappointment. I really just want everyone to enjoy the finale for what it is and don't be let down because your theories didn't come to fruition. One, because they still could come true in the future. We've still got two more movies in this multiverse trilogy. Um, and three, or, or two, it, it just, you, you shouldn't be so attached to your theories that you're mad when they don't come true. It's almost it's, arrogant. It's, no offense. Yes. You know what? Offense. You know what? Offense. It really is. You know what? Fuck you. It's arrogant and it's, <laughs> it's, it's not necessary. Um, and so I'm, there's, there's one thing that will ruin the finale for me. And I think all of y'all that listen to the podcast know what this is. If Hawkeye punk ass shows up and walk and talks Wanda off the edge, I am going to burn the entire show the fuck down because you've got Monica right the fuck there. Do not give me a mediocre white man in place of a strong, independent black woman. I will fight everyone that had anything to do with this show. Yeah, no, I think, I think that would reverse so many of the things they've done, not only to like make diversity happen finally and like not in a tokenism, like bullshit way, like in a fucking badass good way. Like, yep. and, and I don't, I, I say the tokenism line speaking as somebody who's seen other people talking about that before yeah. with other characters, yeah. like talking about other comic book characters who didn't resonate with them. So Monica, she's already come so close to breaking through with Wanda character wise. It would be such a letdown. It would be a Jamie Lannister. Yep. It would be fucking bullshit. Jay Jamie and Cersei dying together. Fuck that shit. I hate season uh, of Game of Thrones. My brother and I are actually getting ready to start another little series ones, like that we're going to post on the history of the MCU. Oh, oh, yeah. See, we could do, we could start with some good stuff on Game of Thrones too, and then get to the bad stuff. But yeah, if, if y'all follow me on Twitter, y'all have definitely seen me post stuff about my brother talking about the MCU shows or the MCU movies. And the way that he explains stuff is fucking hysterical. So we've got a little thing that we're going to do. We're going to call it MCU and brew and me and him will get together and drink a little bit and there'll be shorter episodes, but I'm going to make him explain the movies to us in his terms. 
And he's already texted me like the first half of his synopsis for Iron Man. Y'all, it's a riot. You're gonna I'm love it. I'm probably gonna have hysterical. to come crash that party a couple times if you. Oh, I'm I'm super down. It's and that's the thing is you. Of course, you're always invited. This is just one I want Zach to go ahead. I'm trying to get him to start. Oh, the he's YouTube super funny. And, so yeah, and do do beer and stuff. So I think this would be a good way to get him started. Um, and that's another thing that I I think that we're probably gonna do over here at History of the MCU is we we kind of want to make a network of things. Jenny's yeah. got some ideas that she's gonna do with one of her friends. So. The the MC will always be our main focus, but we're definitely going to touch on other things. Yeah, yeah, and then those are other things that I won't be on every episode, but I will definitely drop in because I'm I love football. Yeah, um, that yeah, and I don't do college football football shit, and she can talk about college football with you if that's something you're into. So perfect. I'm I'm a strictly NFL gal. We've got a whole lot of we've got a whole lot of stuff in the pipeline, so we're we're really excited to expand and touch on some other stuff. But don't worry, we're not ever going to move away from the MCU. We have far too much content to ever to ever think about that. <laughs> yeah. But it'll be nice to be able to use this as a beautiful entry point yep. into a wonderful little yep. nerd vortex. So we've got, we got thoughts. And as we build a, a platform, it's, it's something that again, is we build a community, it's something that I want to be able to share with the people who have been down with us for a very long time. Yeah. Um, so y'all definitely will hear, hear new voices on here uh, next week for the finale. We'll actually have Chloe back on. And so Chloe, Jenny and I'll get to record. And I'm so excited about that. That's this um, week. That's both. in like two days. Yes. Yes. Two, two beautiful angels and Jake. I'm going to be the ugliest person on the podcast that week. I can't. I, I love it, yo. I'm nah. so excited. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm just, I'm going to have to wear a wig to keep up with you two, so. <laughs> it's good. I have plenty. Uh, how many did you end up getting? I saw your Amazon order. Did you get like five or six? I bought four that day, but the, I also have, like, <laughs> I already have wigs. I, so I think I'm Oh, okay. yeah, so. I think I'm at like 10 right now. As y'all come and hang out in Discord and watch Jenny and I do these the, the episodes live, you'll get to see a different look on Jenny every time. And I'm so excited for it because Jenny be killing the fucking gang. So like I said, we, t- we took some questions off Discord. So we're going to hop into, I think we've got four, five topics here. The first one we'll talk about is how we both got into the MCU. Our top five properties from the MCU our bottom three properties from the MCU, the top three most anticipated properties we got, and that's it. So let's go ahead and talk about how we got into the MCU. Jenny, you want to start with this since you don't have notes and you just want to rip it off the top? I'm going to fucking raw dog it. Let's go. Uh Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love you so much. Into the MCU now, the, it's weird because I probably would have been super into comics as a kid, but my mom was one of those being like, "Oh, only heroin addicts are hanging out at the comic book stores. Oh, you're gonna ruin your fucking life if you touch one of those." So, like, I never really had a chance as far as I was concerned. But I was like an anime kid. So MCU, I started with Iron Man. I mean, you know, I came into it because they were blockbuster properties, and I enjoyed them because I. Oh, I like superhero movies. I always did. And and for me, they were fun superhero movies to go see and feel inspired by or whatever, connect with the characters. It was good. But I was a casual fan, so I would see the movies. But, you know, I never would have thought that I'd be sitting here today co-hosting a podcast. So with a podcast <laughs> it really turned around for me when I saw Deadpool. So I saw Deadpool before I saw Ragnarok because Ragnarok was a formative okay. for me as well. So Deadpool really made me not only because I have a boner for Ryan Reynolds, but who doesn't? 
so that's a stupid yeah i literally who doesn't i do too Right, Ryan so, Reynolds, I understand that I understand that he's married to a beautiful woman, but if Ryan Reynolds wanted to ruin my life, I would absolutely let him. Right. Wreck me, Daddy. So please. Deadpool, I also just I vibed with the rated Rness of it all. I have I too am a merc with a mouth. Like made me want to He resonated go, with you. He, I he get resonated it. Resonated with me in a way that made me want to go read a comic in a way that I never gave a mm-hmm. shit about before. So that mm-hmm. was big for me. And then I found out that he was like, you know, uh, sexually fluid or whatever. And I was just like, yo, Deadpool's such a fucking kick-ass character. Like, I wanted to get yep. to know him better. So that was huge for me. And then Ragnarok, seeing Thor finally lean into being fucking hilarious as well as amazingly hot and the god of sex. Give me the hammer, please. Yes. Oh, my God. I need to calm down. Chloe just showed up. Chloe just showed up in the in the the live stream. And when I talk about Ragnarok, she's she's gonna be so disappointed in me. I didn't see it in theaters. It's one of my biggest regrets of my life. But the previous two Thor movies were so fucking bad. Well, not even so fucking bad. They they were before I was really invested in the MCU. I didn't really care for them that much, and so I wasn't really super excited to see another Thor movie. I didn't realize that you know, Taika Waititi was going to completely turn the character on its head. Yes. Do the comedy, the bright colors. Um, It's one of the, it's one of the uh, gayer movies in the MCU. Yes. Um, It's, it's fantastic. And it's, it's, it really is. That's one of my biggest regrets is not seeing that in theaters. I really do hope at some point they, they go back and release some of the movies, especially after the pandemic stuff is over, to to just kind of get people back in theaters to release some of the old MCU I movies would go again. Like a motherfucker. Oh, I like, I would go I'd dress up. I'd go I would, with bells on. Yes, yes, I'd go. I'd go see. I've I've I saw Endgame six times in theaters, and I would go see Ragnarok six times too. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah. So I'll wrap that up though. But uh, yeah, Ragnarok made me fall even more in love with the MCU and actually yep. want to give more sh- or more of a shit and get more involved in the community and talk about it and percolate on things. And that's what really drove me into the infinity saga as well. And then captain Marvel also really resonated with me. Just, there were some moments, the cheesy moments in that that. movie resonated with me super hard. So, you know, I played football for Christ's sake. Like a lot of that physically like her getting up over and over. Mm. Like I did that a million times in practice. Like it just, I mean, you've had your whole soldier reconstructed, didn't you? I did before I played football. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. But you still got knocked down and got your shoulder reconstructed and then went and played in the the, the LFL. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely get I that. I had it reconstructed because I, I kept putting it back in and not like getting it looked at. I would just like dislocate it, doing something stupid and be like, is there a doctor in the house? No. Okay. <laughs> so after years of abuse, I literally like walk into my doctor's office and he looks at me and I'm in a sling from CVS and he just goes. <laughs> oh man so for me i'm a lot like jenny i started with iron man to preface this as a kid i was a big dc person i grew up on batman the animated series superman the animated series a lot of the justice league stuff so i was a big fan of dc stuff and i was um, horny which... for the dark knight series because oh, dc God, stuff yes. is dark so that and that's why i liked deadpool yes. and all that stuff because it's like it gets dark and cheeky and yeah. all that shit yeah continue sorry and and so it it 
the Marvel characters weren't as big weren't as big of a deal for me. But I saw Iron Man and then I saw Iron Man 2 actually twice. And I actually saw both those. I was in my early 20s. I was drunk as shit when I saw both of them. <laughs> but I saw those. I didn't see Thor, Incredible Hulk. But I didn't see a whole lot of phase one in theaters. I saw the first two Iron Man and then I saw Avengers. And I didn't even realize at the time that all of this stuff was connected until I saw Avengers. Then I went back and I did watch Hulk and eh, meh. And then I watched... uh I watched Thor and Thor was okay. Um, I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't great to me. And I they, the they did his look up better in the later volumes as well. Oh, yeah. There was something about the bleached out oh, yeah. eyebrows that wasn't... Everything else was perfect, but... They <laughs> I tried. saw the first Avenger. They filled him in a little bit. And I thought Cap was like just a fucking punk-ass bitch. And I was like, I don't understand yeah. why anybody likes this guy at all. Yeah, he was um, tough for me too. He was, he was <clears throat> douchey in the beginning. And now I love him. Oh, I love him so much. He's definitely one of my favorite characters. Yeah. I saw Iron Man 3 um, in theaters as well. And Tony Stark was always is and will be one of my favorite characters from the MCU. I didn't see Dark World or Winter Soldier in theaters either because I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of the previous two solo movies from either of them. <clears throat> I didn't see Guardians Volume 1 in theaters either, but it came out as soon as it came out on DVD. I watched it and I instantly fell in love with it. And that that was really kind of what pushed me more into the MCU because I realized that they were doing a lot of different things. And then so one day at work, it was in early 2015. It was right before Ultron was getting ready to come out and the power went off at work and they sent us home. I ended up going to my buddy's place and he knew that I was getting more and more into the MCU and comic books in general. And he was one of my real big guides when I started. And he asked if I had seen Winter Soldier. And I was like, nah, Cap is like a bitch. Like, I don't want to watch a movie about him. And he was like, nah, bro, you finna watch the Winter Soldier. And I was like, all right, I guess. And the Winter Soldier blew my motherfucking mind. Um, the Cap is not a bitch. He's actually a total badass. That The opening scene on the Lumerian Star when he just runs through all of those, the the terrorists on the ship. Oh, my God, I love that scene so much. See, I haven't uh, run through Winter Soldier that much, so I need to go back and it's, heavily watch oh, it more. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's great. And it, it showed that superhero movies could actually be in different genres. And it really let me know that the MCU was actually building something that was really cool. And like, yo, it's actually like really dope. Um, from that point, my interest in the MCU continued to grow and expand. And since that point, I've seen almost everything in theaters. But like I just mentioned, I didn't see Ragnarok in theaters because I was not a fan of Thor at the time. He was cool in Ultron, but, you know, it's a team-up movie, so I didn't really connect with him in that. But when I saw Ragnarok, that shit blew my fucking mind. Um, and to be honest, that was a big turning point for me uh, with the MCU, because that was right before Infinity War came out. And it was when I really started to get into, like, theorizing about stuff. And so I've still got a bunch of tweets from, like, early 2018 talking about Infinity War. And then after Infinity War came out is when I really, really got into theorizing with stuff. And y'all... A lot of y'all that follow me on Twitter know the things that I've done, that, that I, the stuff that I talked about about Endgame before that even came out. And now we're to the point, it's 2021, and I sit here weekly with Jenny, and we have a fucking MCU podcast, so. We did it! Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a trek, but it's definitely something that these movies have been involved in, like, the entirety of my adult life. Um, that's why Endgame was so meaningful to me, because they managed to tie up 11 years worth of storytelling to me in a very satisfactory way and gave us so many, so many fantastic moments of fan service. Um, 
it, yeah. it's I'm, I'm really glad that i ended up getting into these i've met some fantastic people off the internet because of this right had some great conversations with people and yeah gotten definitely closer to flaws. people i already knew also who were closet mcu nerds yep. yeah it's fun and there are definitely flaws flaws with some of these movies the a big thing on twitter that's been going around recently is talking about the department of defense and their involvement with the mcu Eek. and uh, yo you, you're entitled title to your opinion on that and your politics if that doesn't let you watch the mcu i completely understand that sure. but for, for me it's 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 a symptom of hollywood it's not a symptom of the mcu yeah any movie that you see that has any military stuff in it they have a contract with the DOD and a symptom and of DOD. america yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, so you know, we propaganda is going to propaganda. School. Just try to yes. use your head. They do. They do flyovers before football games and shit. So, I mean, it's 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 a symptom of America and it, it it's a trickle down kind of effect. Um, so it's not it's definitely my one of my least favorite things about the MCU movies, but it's not something that deters me from watching them. Yeah. Um. Go ahead, Jenny. Tell me what your what your top five. All right. Are. I'm ready. Um. I think number one, because I was going to try to maybe not put him in order, but I got to give Ragnarok my number one spot. I'm not mad. Not it's, mad at all. It's my feel good. Like if I'm in a weird yep. mood, I'm like, I'm fucking putting mm -hmm. on Ragnarok. It makes me happy. Yep. I love it. I love watching it every time I can engage with it or putting it on in the background. It's fantastic. Yep. It's like bringing the humor in with Thor's character, especially. Was, I think Chris Hemsworth does it amazingly well, so I'm glad that I they did that. I was about to say the exact same thing. Taika, I think, has grown beautifully as an MCU director. Uh, I think that that is definitely like his crowning jewel so far in the MCU. Uh, or, uh, so at, excited at, for at Love and point, Thunder. At that point so far. So excited for Love and Thunder. Done, you know, bigger properties since. So oh, yeah. I misspoke. But... Um, Super excited for Love and Thunder because of Ragnarok. Super excited. It gave us the Grandmaster. Who doesn't love yes. that? It gave us Valkyrie. It gave us... Who doesn't love her? Who doesn't love Valkyrie? I, it's, I, I'm going to buy the costume eventually. I went with the Captain Marvel costume when I had that little debate. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to get the Valkyrie one soon. But Hella, uh, step on my neck. Make me your bitch. Hella, Let me be your headman, oh both God. metaphorically and Hella literally. Hella is also in there. There's that. just so much good shit. God, Hella is... Mm -hmm. another fucking cosplay i want to do she is everything she is everything i've ever wanted to be bad bad bitch loki fucking ass yes. odin like oh my god yes no, could do no that movie the, can do no the play the play Lo loki the tragedy of loki of asgard we're getting another play in love and thunder and i want them to record the entire play and release it on disney plus i want to see the whole fucking thing i wonder who the cameos are gonna be Melissa McCarthy is playing Hella. Oh my God, that's right. I saw fake Hella, quote unquote. I didn't put two and two together with the play. Oh my God, she's gonna be so. And then good. Matt Damon and um the the same ones They're are coming back. back that were in the yeah the Lucky of Asgard Asgard one. Oh. And I've I've got I've got a thread on Twitter that's Love and Thunder set photos. Yeah. Um, if you don't do spoilers, mute it. But if you want to go and look at it, there's a lot of cool stuff. I Will won't talk about it on it here because so I, I don't. It. Yeah, I got you. Thanks. I got you. Um. Okay. So Ragnarok's number one. <laughs> Uh, I think my next one is Guardians Volume 1. Okay. Because... I dig it. It was the humor and the soundtrack. Really did that the for me. The soundtrack is fantastic. I love Rocket. So good. Groot pulls at my heartstrings. Mm -hmm. I think the, so ending was, the ending was a little too goofy. Like, I enjoyed the goofy spirit right up until then. But you know what? I think the Infinity Stone bit was really cool. I think yeah. it said a yeah. lot about... It was kind of one of those things where they opened up Jedi to not have like the mm -hmm. gene or whatever. It kind of like, oh, anybody could maybe 
anybody not yes, die from yes. Infinity Stone and make it work. You know, if you were it's the whole the whole idea of that of that of finding family and that family working together to protect each other and yes. to protect something bigger than themselves. Yes, yeah, and it's an really unlikely good. family. And I love the yes. dynamic. Oh cracks, yeah, cracks me the fuck up. Like I liked Guardians too. It's not going to crack my top five, but. I it's, liked the energy in that also. I think there's I like pieces the, I would put of them together to make the perfect one. But If you were to take the first two thirds of volume one and the last third of volume two and put those together, that yeah. would easily be my favorite movie in the MCU. Yondu's death is oh. beautiful. The Ravager funeral. Ugh. So I'm good. Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh, it makes oh, me so cry sweet. every time. Oh, so sweet. Um, yeah, so I love Guardians volume one. I think my next one is Black Panther. Black Panther was yeah. another really formative one for me in the MCU. That's the first premiere I went to go see. That was like a Thursday okay. night premiere. I okay. went to. I went with my friend Jared. Shout out to Jared. I saw that I, four times. Yes. I don't know how I think I saw it multiple times in the theater, but I don't know how many. And that it's one of the few like physical copies of a movie I've bought in years. Gotcha. I had like the special edition Blu-ray. I Fed. fucking love it. I mean, Chadwick yep. Boseman, may he rest in the sweetest, sweetest piece. Angel, angel, <sighs> angel, angel, baby. Oh my God. Speaking of which, the Golden Globes. Oh my God. Uh, I didn't uh, even watch. I, don't... I just heard about all the little kids yep. who didn't know anything yep. except for, oh, that's Black Panther. Oh, he's the good guy. And I cried about it. Uh, Chadwick so Boseman, Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Um, yeah. D- Deny. Killmonger. Killmonger. If y'all, if y'all know me, y'all know I love Killmonger. That's like, he's an excellent my villain. go to. Excellent my go-to villain. AV. I love that, that one so much. It's that anime villain thing again, where your your heart breaks as much for the villain as it does for the protagonist. So I I love that. Um, I I love Wakanda. I think it's I'm I'm super excited to get more of Wakanda. Um, I think it's about <laughs> fucking time that Black folks had their oh, day yeah. in the MCU and in cinema and as the uh, the advanced civilization. So yep. I, I love to fucking see it. Shuri is one of my absolute favorite characters. Love so, her so much. And Okoye. And like, it, there's... Yeah. It, it, All oh, of them. Oh my, it's, it's, it's a fantastic cast. Oh, daddy. Yes. Oh. oh. When he started barking, when he started barking, whenever it Ross started talking. Oh, I died, oh Joe. God. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Like, I'm in the movie like, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Like, I'm not going to react to anything. <laughs> Super. I love this. Like... <laughs> Oh man! I'm like I'm sorry, I'm right, white, four. but um, yeah. So four those are five. my top three. So then I'll give you four and five. Um, Captain Marvel, I think. Obviously, we talked okay. about it, and then I think Infinity War. It's <laughs> it's another one. I think it's my favorite of the like uh, climaxing of it's the, the best of, saga. There, it's the best. It's the best movie. Avengers movie. Yeah, it's yeah, the best, it's the best Avengers movie. It's and, the best team up movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and because the plot there's it there are fewer like plotty holes like Endgame's really fun and there's yep. a lot of like fan service payoff but infinity war is a yep. better movie if you ask me and i it's, think honorable mention because it's not technically like mcu mcu is deadpool so yeah yeah no i completely understand that and and that will be uh canon in some variety at some point we know that ryan reynolds is coming and that will be the first rated r movie in the mcu so i'm really really excited about that yes all right so for me um let me preface this is for me like yo like the mcu for me is just like good better and best i don't have bad mcu movies oh uh oh someone just came in he's scared the shit out of me sorry keep going 
Um, so for me, my top three are Iron Man, Infinity War, and Ragnarok. And those are all interchangeable. It just depends on my mood. Um, Iron Man, I've spent the most time with it. Like I said earlier, it's what got adult Jake back into comics. So I, I will all, that movie will always hold a special place in my heart. I love Tony and his suits. I love the first three that he gets. Um, <clears throat> Tony is an asshole in that movie and he's an asshole, like honestly, throughout most of the MCU. But if y'all know me, I'm a bit of we an love asshole him for too. it. He's the only billionaire that is acceptable in my eyes. Um, him, Bruce Wayne, and Scrooge McDuck are the only acceptable billionaires. Uh, yes, that's the Ragnarok, correct answer. Ragnarok is you. You talked about that. I don't. I don't need to go into that anymore. Infinity War is. It's. I love Endgame and it's in my top five. But it, it, Infinity War was just a tighter movie. The way that they told it from the different perspective of of teams that were together, and then the competing hero journeys between Thanos and Thor. And the fact that they both completed their journey and they get to the end and that Thor becomes, he takes the role of the villain and, you know, villains always talk shit at the end of movies and they end up losing because of that. If you had gone for the head like you should have, we could have ended all this shit. I don't want to talk about Star-Lord or any of the other previous stuff. If Thor had did what he was supposed to do, we wouldn't have had Endgame. So that that just turning it on its head and then making that Thanos' movie rather than an it's called an Avengers movie, but that is Thanos movie. That's why great. it says when the screen goes black, it says Thanos will return. It doesn't say so the Avengers good. will return. Thanos will return. And the way he sits there at the end, just calm. He completed his mission. The whole time he's a holy warrior. He doesn't kill people unnecessarily. The way he sheds the armor at the beginning when he gets the gauntlet and starts filling out the stones. Oh, I, I love Infinity War so much. Mm. Black Panther for me is four, but it's honestly like if those are one A, B, and C, that's honestly one D. Those four, it's real hard for me to pick between them. It depends on the day. My biggest gripe with Black Panther is the end. Um, when Michael B or when Killmonger and Black Panther are down there in the the underground railroad fighting yeah, each other. Yeah, like, I saw you talking about that, that this week. Yeah. The metaphor of it is fucking amazing, but the right. the CGI is terrible. Yeah, it was um, lacking. It, it's 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 one of those things where the MCU there's there was a video that floated around on Twitter a while ago how they've got a lot of this stuff already pre pre planned out. And I was literally just watching that enough. video like the other day, the previs like yep. shit. Yeah. Yes, yes, and so sometimes they don't always get a chance because they're on such tight schedules to get all of the uh, effects the way that they want to, which is is I hate the pandemic, but one thing I am happy about is the fact that Eternal's got a whole nother year of post-production. That movie is going to look fucking fantastic. And it deserves um, and it. And so to round... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's my... It, we'll get to this in a second. And it's that my makes most so much sense because property. when I watch some of these properties... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but when I watch some of these properties with Joe, he's like, oh, the CGI with like all the money they have. Yeah. And I'm super glad yeah. that you pointed that out because I'm going to bring that to him yeah. now. <laughs> yeah eternals is gonna look it's gonna look fantastic i'm so excited for that good um and then to round out my top five is again is endgame or winter soldier it depends on my mood um endgame is like it, it's not as tight as infinity war is i was super duper hype on it when it first came out because like i said the culmination of all of these stories and tying all that stuff together they did a fantastic job with it but it honestly feels like you're watching like three different episodes of a tv show 
Um, the first 20 minutes, you know, where they pick up where Infinity War left off feels like its own thing. Then the time heist feels like its own thing. And then the final, the final act where with the big battle and everything feels like its own thing. So right. Truly it, separate it's acts, not as, if you will. Yeah, yeah. It's not as cohesive as Infinity War is, but it's still fantastic. And then the Winter Soldier, like I said, that was the one that really, really turned me on to the MCU. Um, Sebastian Stan and Ev- Chris Evans and that are fantastic. I love the relationship between Bucky and Cap. It is the the my biggest gripe, I guess, with with Cap's ending is that we won't see them together anymore. But also knowing that Chris, Chris Evans was ready to hang it up, even though I'm telling y'all now he's going to be back, a hundred percent guarantee it. Uh, probably sooner than I thought. I, I'm thinking Mark maybe it. in the next like two or three years. Um, Tony won't be back for like five. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. won't be back for like five to seven years. But Chris Evans is going to be back way sooner. But the relationship between those two is fantastic. I love, I love Winter Soldier so much. The action is great. Bucking his knife flips make me so happy. And the Winter Soldier reveal was something that, again, I wasn't super duper into the MCU at the time. So that reveal blew my fucking mind. <laughs> um, cause I was like, yo, he's dead. How is he back? And then they explain everything. It's, it's so great. So great. So, so going from the top down to the bottom, uh, what's your, what's your bottom three? This is tough because sometimes it's just movies I'm not super familiar with. Like yep. ones that I'm like, eh, I just didn't really care for it. Like Dark World, I saw it once. I don't think I could tell mm-hmm. you what happened in it. I know plot wise what happened in it to what's relevant in the MCU and the Infinity Saga. But he's going to kill you. I, I can't say that it's... Me? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm trying to run this back and say like, I can't say that it's like a that I hold any like animosity towards it. It's just that like, it's not one that I ever think to go back and watch, which is weird because I love Thor. It's in my bottom part too, but I think it does a fantastic job of world building and it's fucking gorgeous. Um, I don't remember. Dark elves, the dark elves suck. The villains in it, they suck. They're real bad. Maybe Um, that's why. Yeah. It's, there are some lackluster moments in it that make it forgettable, but there is some great stuff. And they actually have a whole bunch of deleted scenes that I wish they hadn't deleted because it would have made the movie so much better. There's an alternate ending that just absolutely shits on the ending that we got. Oh, um, well, maybe I can change. But yeah, that it's to, in, maybe I can change that to one that I need to revisit. Let me. OK, well, we're I mean, we're going to soon. We'll we haven't really established a schedule on this, but we're going to go back through all the movies. Yeah, um, I mean, we're going to probably in. Yeah, probably in chronological order. So that'll be, you know, we'll get through phase one and that'll be one of the ones that we get to after that. So it'll be a little while, but we'll definitely get to to revisit that. And I think you'll probably enjoy it more. Yeah. So I guess I guess I'll run it back. I want to take it out of my bottom three because I guess it's not really fair. Uh, Hulk. Incredible yeah. Hulk. That's my literally bottom no desire to watch it when it comes on. Like I, I'll do it for the camera. So, so what they're doing the same way that WandaVision has kind of rehabbed in, uh, WandaVision has rehabbed Age of Ultron. Phase four is going to rehab the Incredible Hulk because they're going to pull both the villains from it. So Emil Blonsky yeah. as Abomination is coming back. And that's going to be great. Uh, that's the thing is I think he could yeah. be a really great villain. Yeah. And, and then I like Samuel Edward Stern's. Norton, so it's kind of a shame. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then um, Samuel Stearns, who ends up becoming the leader, he gets uh, Hulk's blood spilled on a cut in his head and it it makes his head real big. But he gets like – he's already like a really smart dude, but it makes him even smarter. Yeah. They're both coming back. I don't know that they'll both necessarily be in She-Hulk, but they're both going to be back in Phase 4. So there will be some rehab for that movie, but it's – I still find it super lackluster. Um, the fight at the end between Abomination and Hulk is fantastic, but – I, I don't particularly care for a lot of it. That's my bottom one. Um, and for me, uh, Thor, it's for me, it's a lot of phase one. Uh, yeah, because I was just looking at your notes and I was like that mine are pretty similar. I think the first yeah. Avenger, like I don't really have a lot yeah. of now going back, loving cap. I'll go back and mm-hmm. enjoy the first Avenger. It's, but the first yes, pass, I, it was like, eh. yes. And that's how it was for me. Like I said, I thought cap was a bitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I definitely have. A, a, a much bigger appreciation for it and like i said earlier for me the mcu movies are good better and best yeah um i still love all the phase one movies but that's when the mcu was really finding their stride with yeah. stuff sure. there are some hiccups with cgi because all those movies are 10 getting I, pushing I'm 10 years old that. at this point yeah yeah that's, yeah it, but for me like i still love them something now and it's shitty it's like what are you yes doing? What are you doing? But, yes, exactly. Yeah. But for me, I, I still love all of Phase One because they're the foundation for what we have now. Um, but yeah, all of Phase One really falls down into the bottom part for me. Even Iron Man Two, which is a movie that I love, is not one of the better MCU movies. There are some plot issues with it. They could have tightened up a couple of things in that and made it better. And that movie is also one that has a deleted scene, uh, an alternate ending that is way better than the ending that we ended up getting because the final battle between. Uh, the hammer drones and War Machine and Iron Man is way better than the battle between Whiplash, Iron Man, and War Machine. Um, how the hell do you make that big gigantic ass suit and then you take your helmet off? Like, I understand like villains do stupid shit, but that was the dumbest thing ever. I hate it so much. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> dumb. Uh, All right, so um, looking to the future, then talking about the past, let's look to the future. What are your top three most anticipated properties? I think now that WandaVision's done, I'm going to give, fuck, this is, this is legitimately hard. I think, especially because it's a little bit closer on the timeline, Loki Mm -hmm. is going to take my number one spot. I understand that. Understand that. And what it's going to do with the time piece of things. I'm really interested in that. Because I think also after curious, our multiverse saga, it's going to be really fun to bring in the other pieces of I'm, I'm real curious to see what exactly Loki is going to get into because the, the idea I know when the show started was Loki jumping around through different timelines and changing alternate or changing events in history. So he was essentially making alternate Earths every time he jumped. Um, that was before I knew the TVA was involved. And so that may be how the show starts out. And then because he does that, the TVA ends up showing up and they're like, yo, what are you doing? And the, the TVA is the time variance authority. And they monitor the same way that the watchers monitor the multiverse and to make sure things are okay. The TVA monitors timelines. And if you start disrupting stuff and fucking with things, uh, they actually have the authority to decide that your timeline should no longer exist and they will destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. So Loki fucking things up is not a good thing. So I'm very curious to see how this plays out. But do they look like testicle monsters like in the Rick and Morty universe? Rick and Morty multiverse. They've got things that are, if you've seen, um, if you're familiar with the X-Men stuff, the Sentinels, they've got things uh, that are more like that. 
the chrono monitors i think they're called the agents of shield kind of did their own version of that with the chronicoms um and the chronicom that we meet in agents of shield's name is enoch and he's an anthropologist and he watches uh the earth as it develops and the only time that he can intervene is when there is a cataclysmic type event coming that would eradicate humanity, which is one of the big plot points in season five of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Necronomicon, got it. So I think I my second most anticipated is... <laughs> uh, it, this is really fucking hard. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, I'm, I'm excited, excited for everything. I'm excited for Ms. Marvel. I'm excited for everything. Yeah. But Miss Marvel, yeah. I'm really looking forward yeah. to diversity is super important to me so i'm very excited for that yeah and you know i'm really excited about any other lady superheroes we're getting so that's a big one i can't wait to see her and uh captain marvel together i was just gonna say captain marvel too i think is gonna get my number three spot i'm very excited about everything i'm not gonna put eternals on my list because i know it's gonna be on yours so let's hear it so excited But Captain Marvel 2, I'm super excited for that one because I yeah. that was another thing It'll that I talked lot, about. It's a good um, team up, right? It's probably our next big team up. Yes. Uh, we're actually probably going to see Carol bring together the Young Avengers and the Thunderbolts to fight the uh, probably Super Scrolls at this point. Cool. Uh, the S- Secret Invasion is going to happen. Secret it's Invasion. A, it's, yeah, it's going to be the first, the first Avenger level TV show. And so that'll be Nick Fury and Talos. Um, and they'll probably be trying to figure out what's going on with this invasion. So the scrolls that we met in Captain Marvel are not bad. The scrolls that are going to try to take over Earth are going to be a different sect of scrolls, which is something that I really, which is something that I really, really like because alien races should not be monolithic and they all shouldn't be the same. And you shouldn't, I mean, humans are not all the same. So I'm excited that they're going to do something different with the scrolls and that I like the twist in Captain Marvel. That was one thing that a lot of comic book purists didn't like that the scrolls ended up kind of being good guys. But I'm very, very excited for Secret Invasion. And then that's going to lead into Captain Marvel 2. And to see Captain Marvel bring the Young Avengers together and likely the Thunderbolts. Because the scrolls at that point won't know that the Young... That we should... Why would we impersonate kids? And then why would we impersonate villains? So I imagine that's who Captain Marvel brings together. So that that's... It's not all my top three. But that's something that I am very, very excited for. <clears throat> so my number one most anticipated property is Eternals. And it has been since they announced it. Um, I have a laundry list of reasons here. The first one is it's going to completely change the landscape of the MCU. The Eternals have been around for a long time and they haven't shown themselves and showing themselves is just going to change things because the power sets they have are just fucking ridiculous. The studio, Marvel Studios, is super impressed with this movie. Uh, from what I've heard, the word on the street is, is they feel like this is probably the best movie that they're, they've put out to this point. Um, Chloe Zhao is a fantastic director. She just won a Golden Globe for Nomad Nomadland, um, and they said that she shot a lot of the Eternals in the same uh, what do they call it? The twilight light, I think. Early in the morning when the sun's coming up and late it, and right as the sun's going down. Everything they not everything majority of what they did was on practical sets as well too. There are some set photos that floated that floated around probably year year and a half ago where they built out a big babylon set um so it's going to span thousands and thousands of years and so the, the name of this podcast is a history of the mcu so i think everyone knows how excited i am about anything that gives us more history for the mcu uh kid harrington's going to be back and he's going to have a sword again and him as Jon snow in game of thrones with the sword was one of my favorite things ever in life this will be the first time that we see a confirmed uh gay couple on screen We'll get our first deaf superhero. 
And the the cast itself is just very, very diverse. And uh, like I mentioned when uh, Jenny said Miss Marvel, diversity and representation is something that's very, very important to me. So the fact that that we're really getting into diversity in the MCU is very exciting for me. And whenever Jenny and I really do dig into the actual history of the MCU and do an episode on that, we'll talk about why the diversity has been so lacking up until this point. But Eternals is going to be one of the things that really begins to change that. We're also probably going to get the introduction of the, well, we are getting the introduction of the deviants. And then we're likely going to get the origins for the horror side of the MCU because a lot of the vampires, werewolves, uh, the, those horror elements are going to be, uh, they're going to have evolved from different deviants. So I'm really excited for that. We're probably going to get the origins for Atlantis or possibly they may call it Lumeria in the MCU because that's what it was called before it sunk and to separate themselves from Aquaman and, and Atlantis over there, they may call it different. They may be the Lumerians. So we're probably going to be Neymar. We may not get Neymar at that point uh an introduction in that but we will get get his race introduced and then obviously we're going to get more celestials in this and the celestials are just fantastic beings and i can't wait to see what they do with a lot of this stuff about the origins how the the celestials tampered with human evolution um and then i imagine at the end we're probably going to end up with the eternals having to fight a celestial and they end up making the uni mind which is something that i'll dig into more when we get to the preview episode for Eternals, I don't, I don't want to take up too much time on that right now. My second uh, most anticipated one is definitely going to be Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, it's going to be the first horror movie in the MCU. And WandaVision, I think y'all know how obsessed I am with WandaVision if you follow me on Twitter. Um, and just know that if you continue to follow me on Twitter, I'm going to continue to force WandaVision content down your throat forever. Ooh, yes. I love it so much. So I I am so invested in Wanda and her story now, and I know that we're going to end WandaVision on some kind of cliffhanger. I don't know what exactly it's going to be, but I, I need the end of Wanda's story. I need to see her get trained by Strange or Agatha or whoever her mentor be or her, whoever her mentor ends up being, and to see her really come into understanding and be able to utilize her powers. And also, you know, she doesn't know any of the basic magic stuff, which is something that Agatha pointed out, obviously. I was watching Doctor Strange earlier today, and the visuals in that movie are just fucking bonkers. They're crazy. Um, so I can't imagine what we're going to end up getting excited. in the multiverse of madness. Um, and then, yo, know, the multiverse is just going to be opened up in totality. Surprise, that that's not going to be the one getting the R rating. And so my third most anticipated one is going to be Blade. Again, I'm just very, very excited. And I, I mentioned this on Twitter uh, earlier in February. Blade is going to begin filming in February, excuse me, in September of this year. Um, and then uh, uh, one of my favorite scoopers, uh, Charles Murphy, he runs multi uh, Murphy's Multiverse. They had an article come out. They're doing some casting for Blade right now. And he mentioned in the article that they are aiming to shoot at, uh, at September of this year. And so I just want to say I told you so. Um, Jenny and I have a little bird that tells us some things sometimes. And so we know we know some stuff. But, yo, the, the horror element of the MCU is very, very exciting. If you've seen the previous Blade movies, if you've seen the previous Blade movies, that's exciting to get that addition to the MCU. Uh, more black people. Well, they I think the first one is not going to have an R rating. I think that we may have. Yes. And then and then that's the thing is like, yo, even in the original Blade, like, yo, when he kills vampires, they turn into dust. It's not like they explode in like blood and stuff. And I don't, I, I, R ratings don't mean a whole lot to me. Like Logan having the R rating was dope. And yeah, we got to see some more vicious fighting. 
But I think that that also worked well because that's not what we started with when we saw Wolverine in the Fox universe. You know, we saw him just uh, the PG-13 stuff. So then getting the R1 made that one. It made Logan special. Yes. Um, when you're introducing new properties, you don't want to, you know, the MCU is obviously there are a lot of us that are grown and we love the MCU, but the MCU is also loved by kids. And so... Yes. And so you don't want to cut out, you know, 13 to 70 year olds being able to see this movie. That's a huge demographic. Um, so I think the first Blade movie will have a PG-13 rating, but I would not be surprised if if his second or third movie ends up getting an R rating. Uh, they, they obviously want to see how Deadpool is going to do underneath the MCU umbrella as an R rating. It's going to do fantastic. Ryan Reynolds has signed a crazy ass contract um, with with Marvel Studios. Uh, I think somewhere upwards of like seven to 10 movies. Um, so he'll be in crossovers. He'll get a lot of solo stuff. I heard, I have heard that they're still bouncing around the idea of him potentially being the new Stan Lee cameo. So until Deadpool gets introduced in the MCU, we'll get our, this, our Stan Lee cameos will be things like in WandaVision where that, fuck, what is it? 12, 22, 28. And that's Stan Lee's birthday. That's super cool. Um, there'll be little subtle references like that throughout the MCU. But once we get Deadpool fully introduced into the MCU, there's a very good chance that he ends up being our cameo for that. And he'll probably break the fourth wall and make comments about when the mutants show up, he'll be like, that's not the Charles Xavier. I know I wouldn't be surprised if he calls, like if he talks about Sam, he's like, yo, when did Captain America become black? Like stupid little shit like that. And yo, with, with blade, like, yo, more black people in the MCU to me is always fantastic. And then Mahershala Ali is just amazing. And I can't wait to see him. Like when you look at him, he looks like blade. Timmy, like, I'm just like, yo, Blade, that's definitely Blade. He's been very heavily involved in the the hiring of the writer. I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but it's a black woman. Um, the, He's involved in choosing the director and the director is definitely going to be black, too. Yep. And so it's it's real exciting. It's really exciting with what, what we've got going forward with that. And And again, like I said, diversity and representation is obviously very important to me as a mixed kid. Um, growing up black and white was a very confusing thing. And to be able to see yourself represented on screen, I remember seeing the the cutouts for Black Panther in the movie theaters back when, you know, back in the day when we used to be able to go to movie theaters. To see those, though, and to see yourself represented like that is very, very important. So I'm just really excited for all of the diversity that we're going to get moving forward here. Um, you know, be it be it Muslim folks in, in Miss Marvel, gay people in Eternals. Uh, Billy and Teddy coming down the line eventually. Uh, deaf superheroes in in the Eternals. Uh, there's going to be another deaf hero. I won't spoil that for anybody now. Um, but there's there's a lot of stuff that's coming and and picking. And it's overdue, is, so this is yes, great. Yes, um, and, the, and it's the one of those and inclusion bit as well. Yes, yeah, yes, and, it, and it's it's one of those things that again I get the I get the business side of things, and when we really dig into the history of the MCU on that episode that we eventually do. It, it it's unfortunate, but when you look at it from a business perspective, it does make more sense, especially when you realize that Joseph Loeb and Ike Perlmutter, who are just horrible pieces of shit, uh, were largely in charge of a lot of these decisions that they made. It's it's not surprising that we didn't get a whole lot of diversity. But Kevin Feige, that was something that he always pushed for. Uh, in Phase Two, he wanted Black Widow and Black Panther to get their own solo movies back then. So. It's not like Feige has been against diversity. It's been that for a while through through phase one and phase two, he answered to a, a creative committee and he didn't get the final say in stuff. Now, Kevin Feige is 
the king of everything Marvel, and he gets to make all the fucking decisions. Yes. <clears throat> so it's it's really exciting, the stuff that we've got coming down the pipeline. So, man, it's it's a lot of stuff that's coming. I mean, we've got 10 properties that are coming out this year between the six shows and the four movies. Um, next year, there's the potential for us. We're definitely getting five movies next year. We might get six movies next year. Um, and we're probably going to get another six or seven shows. So uh, the future is bright. Denny and I are not going anywhere because we've got plenty of Marvel stuff to talk about. But I think for tonight, we about done with it. Um, so I hope y'all enjoyed it. We will be back, like I said, uh, this weekend to talk about the finale of WandaVision. The fucking yes, finale. I can't believe it. We'll have Chloe. What a wild ride it's yes, been. We'll have Chloe on again. So this will be really exciting for us Woo. all to get to get to sit down and talk about it. So well, again, good your line. <laughs> But again, we, as always, we thank y'all for listening and joining us every week. So uh, I think we'll talk to y'all next time. Bye. And I killed Sparky too.